Here we go. Episode 61. It's uh, it's going to be a do-over. I know that we released episode 61 last night with a friend of the show, Rebecca. She was the first female guest. And uh, I took it down just because I don't think women should talk. Uh, no. There were things said and there were people that listened that kind of ruined it. And um, at first I was frustrated. I then thought about it just a little bit more and realized... Yeah, it's it's not normal to put out a conversation that's an hour long of you just giving your opinions and trying to make jokes, hope they work, uh, you know, hope people don't find them offensive. And then on, t- on top of that, I also accidentally mentioned the name of the place that we met, which is where she works. It was a whole thing to say the least. Uh, so I decided to take it down. And that's that's just, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, happens sometimes, not the first time that it's happened. I'm sure it won't be the last we've gone back and we've had to edit out multiple things that I've said, multiple things that other people have said before we uploaded them. And I just felt like the issues that were caused by, uh, recording this last one probably weren't worth, uh, having the audio and also just had time before work today. So here we are again, episode six, one, I wish I was six, one. Um, that's the type of jokes that I did during bingo the whole time. I would like when I did the hosting bingo, it'd be B17. Oh, to B17 again. And it would make three people laugh. And the other people would be like, dude, why are we, what's, what is this? I'm just trying to have a drink. I hate this person. And understandably so. Uh, so it's going to be a classic episode, probably some solo ones for a while here, uh, just to try and get them done. Uh, get things out of the way. Let's see. We, we've got some great stories. Should we start off with a fun one? Because not all of them are fun as usual. We've got some downers, but here's a, here's a good one for the holiday season. It's uh, it's Christmas time in the city. Sometimes I can't sing, but then other times it'll just come out really well. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll join a, a boys choir. Not a boys' choir, a choir of adult men. I, I think you should have to be specific about that nowadays. Uh, here we go. Dodge City. This is from USA Today. Uh, excuse me. This is from KSNW Wichita. There we go. Only took 10 seconds to say that. Dodge City. The Light Up Dodge City contest is made up of available partnerships between the Dodge City Convention and the Visitors Bureau of the Dodge City Area Chamber of Commerce and the Dodge City Globe. This is one of our favorite events of the holiday season, said director CVBN Megan Welsh. It's wonderful to see how creative and extravagant some of the community members get. If if these contests motivate our community members to light up our community, then they are worth every penny. Prizes for the Light Up Dodge City include $200 in chamber bucks. Eh... And for first place, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that, that's for first place. And for second place, it's $100 with an honorable mention for third place. So I don't know. I kind of Who cares then? It's more of a, if you are into doing the lights thing, great. I am one of those people that's like, sure, do it up. I love it when uh, I can get high and, and slightly drunk and ride my longboard through a neighborhood of, uh, of beautiful lights. I don't feel the same way about Halloween. I've said this before. 
the people who have traumatizing, full-on decapitated heads and entrailed bodies on their front lawn during Halloween, dial it back. Put out a pumpkin. Uh, as far as stuff like this goes, I, I love it when uh, when somebody does it up a lot. I live in a shitty apartment complex where people can't afford lights. I bought $6 worth of lights at the local CVS and wrapped them around a chair. Uh, so that's the holiday festivity I have here. I also have a taco ornament. That feels slightly racist. It feels slightly racist to put up a taco, a taco ornament just because you live in Arizona now. I might That might be considered offensive. I might have to take that one down. It's cultural appropriation. I'll have to put up a, a, a fucking... A thing of pasta, some tomato salad, come on. Because I'm Italian and therefore um, you can't be racist to Italians anyway. It's just it's just impossible because they're a, a frightening race of, uh, of rapist people. But, you know, at the same time, I want to be culturally appropriate. So maybe we take that down and put up a piece of capicola. Come on, he needed the money. Uh, thank God I didn't grow up in New Jersey. I would have gone full on into that character and probably be more of a gambling addict than I am now, uh, own a dirty gun and, and, uh, be racist towards native American people. I think I've told this story so many times on the podcast, but just speaking of that, it's, it's so funny, uh, to think back on, we were at a funeral, my dad's uncle, I guess, what is that? My great uncle or something. Um, it's a pretty big deal. He was like the the mayor of Passaic, New Jersey, which is like, I mean, come on. Basically, I'm I'm royalty here. Where's the I want to be like Hunter Biden. Why do why am I not being sent to the Ukraine for 80 billion dollar oil deals with a laptop full of pictures of me smoking crack with hookers? I I am from a political background. My my great uncle was the king of Jersey the fuck am I doing here in an apartment in Phoenix? Should be traveling the world. My cock in the mouth of, of, of all ethnicities, male or female. I think Hunter Biden kind of gives off a, a, a bi vibe. He's a, he's a bi Biden. Anyway, uh, dude, this is, this was a problem when we did the episode last night too. I was just going off on tangents. Uh, we were talking about Christmas lights. We got into Hunter Biden's laptop. That's that's ADHD at its finest. But I heard a guy on Rogan earlier this week say that ADHD is a good thing. And if you have it, it's your parents' fault. So, like, I'm thinking of it as a positive, uh, a positive thing now. Holy shit. It's uh, it's it's funny to use ADHD as an excuse to say that you have a personality when maybe you just don't and you can talk a lot really fast. Um, speaking of trying to have a personality, stop posting the fucking uh, top 20 artists from your Spotify account this year. Oh my God, I don't care. Holy fuck, I don't care. Um, it's just you going, oh, everybody else is doing this, so it's safe for me to do it because no one will judge me then. And also it shows that, hey, this is what I like. This is me. I like this thing. Guys, we're grownups, all right? This is as douchey or worse. I would almost say worse than taking a picture of your food before you even touch the fucking fork. I have friends that do that every single time they go out. And it hasn't, it's not like we're close enough for me to be like, Hey man, Hey, why don't you just change your name to non-playable character? 
Uh, because I don't know, it's it's the quickest way to let everybody know that you don't have a personality. I already made that joke on the Snapchat earlier today, so we're not going to try and use it twice, although we just did. But my point remains, truly, say something. Say something. You know what I mean? Uh, it'd be more It'd be more ballsy to post the fucking podcast you listen to. And I'm saying that because a lot of my friends, uh, I, I'm the only podcast they actually listen to for some reason. And so that might get me a little more publicity on the stories this week. Hundreds of people see those things. Obviously, if it is your number one, you post that. But nobody gives a fuck that you that the weekend is number three on your top 20. I simply don't care. Um, I'm not going through them and going, <laughs> I like that. Like, it's, I don't understand it. Don't you want to say something don't you want to use that that platform that you have where, where hundreds of people are going to see your shit? Hell, some of you got thousands of people that you don't even know. Uh, and your thing is, is food. Your thing is the songs that you listen to. Be more interesting, man. It's uh, the great Chris D'Elia always said that. I know everybody's a huge fan of him right now. I still like the guy. I don't – until something comes out, I'm not willing to – until something solid comes out, I'm not willing to fucking – uh, dis, what would you call it? Disown the guy. He is one of my favorite comedians, but he would always say, if I don't remember you, that's your fault. Be more interesting. Try and stand out. Take risks in conversations that you're just, just talking to somebody for the first time. It's going to make you more likable, whether you're talking to a dude and you like chicks or you're a chick and you like dudes. Vice versa, vice versa, you like tacos and hot dogs all at the same buffet, whatever you like, it's going to make you come off as more confident. And let me tell you something. I am not, I'm not confident. It just, uh, it just sort of works that way. It comes off that way. I have a lot of insecurities and flaws and self-doubts, um, but I'm able to, in a conversation, sort of come off as somebody that you would want to talk to again because... I just, I talk about other things besides, uh, I don't fucking know, the World Cup. That's that's a hilarious thing. To go off on a narcissistic rant for five minutes and then uh, realize 20 minutes of every episode are about the NFL because I'm trying to fill space and then being like, yeah, you just, you can't, if you can't think of anything, I guess might as well talk about the World Cup. Uh I listen back to these and I hate myself because they sound so douchey, but I don't think that I'm, uh, I'm going to end up disagreeing with this point. Be more interesting. Um, what else? What, what should we go? We did a fun one. Should we immediately get into something that makes you sad? Uh, this one is from a publication just called Syracuse, New York. I'd never heard of it before. Sounds legit. Uh, it's our, it's our weekly, weekly, weekly fentanyl story. Probably offensive to try and make like the intro cheesy and funny. And then you read a, a story like this. Syracuse baby who died 23 times, uh, died, had 23 times the amount of fentanyl that would kill an adult reporter says Liam Suave died May 9th after ingesting fentanyl, according to court papers and prosecutors, his mother, Elizabeth Suave. 31 and her boyfriend, Quine, I, I don't know how you say that, Kuyin, Hyun, uh, you picture him, 38 were charged with second degree manslaughter. Liam had 69 nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl in his blood when he died 
a medical examiner later told uh, Ondego County Child Protective Services. So, yeah. So we just do this story every week to basically, I don't know, remind people don't uh, don't do fentanyl. Like, seriously, if you're in that much pain, probably just kill yourself. I don't know. What else am I supposed to say? Because you got fentanyl lying around the home. If you're if you're addicted to it, uh, then you're I mean, you're a piece of shit for not locking that shit up somewhere or even just having it in the home. I'll go as far to say as a drug addict myself. I've never, I've never had loose drugs anywhere that someone could, could get to them. Um, you know, I've never, I, I've put, I've wrapped everything up inside, you know, you could wad it up in a sock or something, something where it's not like somebody's just going to stumble upon it and put it in their mouth. This kid probably found it in a couch cushion. Um, because let's be honest, anybody, anybody involved with the word fentanyl is trash. And so they do shit like that. I just, when kids get involved with it, it stops being a thing about addiction and starts being a thing like, you, you should probably have just given the kid up. I understand that that giving a kid away to these uh, foster places, like they get, you know, touched or beaten or their lives just are sad. They get split up. But all of that is still not as bad as, as being a two-year-old who dies because you find your mom's fentanyl pouch uh, while you're trying to watch Paw Patrol. It's, it's not, it's just not ever going to stop. Uh, they're not, they're not avoiding producing any, any more of this shit. They make stronger fentanyl every single year, uh, all the time. So it's something to say, Hey, if oxys aren't doing it, maybe your time on this earth is up. Maybe. Um, because carrying fentanyl around apparently is like a loaded bomb. Listen to that part again. Uh, it said, 69 nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl. A nanogram, you can't, I don't think you can see that with the naked eye. Like this was a, this was, this, the mom might've just sneezed and all of a sudden her baby just, I, it's fucking crazy and sad. Uh, hopefully there'll be some sort, at some point there'll be, okay, this is the limit. Uh, this is not really helping people anymore. It were 31 nanograms just killed seven apes because they were in the same building. How, how much further are we going to take it? It's that line from Jurassic Park. Your scientists were so focused on whether or not that they could, they never stopped to ask themselves if they should. Fentanyl is Jurassic Park. Fentanyl is a giant dinosaur that you're trying to keep as a pet in your pocket or in your sock drawer. And it's just not, uh, it's just not going to work. Eventually that velociraptor is going to break free and, uh, find your two-year-old or an unsuspecting Amazon delivery driver who grabs your door handle. And then all of a sudden his heart explodes because you were doing fentanyl, uh, for the past two years and barely surviving with seven Narcan revivals. And this guy just smokes weed on Saturdays. So he, he grabs that door handle and his body's like, Oh, Oh, this is nuclear radiation in our bloodstream right now. And you just, you just, your insides explode is what I imagine happens. Um, yeah, again, we, we try to try to keep it light as far as just making jokes about shit like that. And it's sad. I don't want that to be lost on anything. Uh, this is probably part of the reason that we had to delete this last episode is because I just say things and then afterwards I go, oh yeah, but it is sad. It is sad. I know I just made a Paw Patrol, fent Paw Patrol fentanyl joke, but it is 
uh, I'm still upset about it. You can do both. Um, here's one from an obviously verifiable source. I just, I just saw it, and I'm like, we gotta, we should at least talk about it because of the fact that it sounds like a joke or like a piece to try and get people to be, uh, you know, clickbait and try and get people worked up. But I've heard it so many times now. I've heard it from people with varying opinions, some similar to mine, others very different. And I'm just, I'm getting sick of it. It's the whole Elon Musk thing. Now, Elon Musk, to me, I think he's a douche. All right, I'm not going to sit here and be like, if you don't like Elon Musk, stop fucking listening to the podcast and don't hit me up. He's the prime male figure and uh, bitches are dumb and he knows what's up. Like, I, guys, I think he's a douche. All right. He talks all this shit about, well, I, I, I only sleep about six hours a night. I, I say this, this, that's a good night for me. And, uh, and it's because I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out what to come up with next. Motherfucker, you're on every interview every day. You're doing Barstool, you're doing Rogan, you're doing your public appearances, you're buying Twitter, and then you're all of a sudden turning around and trying to tell us, uh, 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 trying to save the world. We, we have to get to Mars because uh, because the Democrats, they want to burn everyone alive if, the, uh, if they're not a black woman. And you're like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I believe you on the stuff that we're fucked with the climate change and we need to get out of here. But I also would like you to work a little bit harder if you're saying you're the most genius person on earth. I don't need you spending three hours every single day on an interview or fighting fucking AOC on Twitter. Because you know what that makes me think? It makes me think you're just the face of this shit and other people are coming up with your stuff. And that you have enough because you're one of the richest people in the world. You have enough money to uh, pay them off and say, well, uh, well this is good. We're going to say this is my idea. I don't know if that's a good Elon Musk impression. It starts, it gets too British. I know he's South African, but um, all that being said, I'm so sick of this fucking idea that he is the worst person on earth or that he hates gay people or women or blacks. He, I, I you know, I just... Uh, I don't think that he is that bad of a guy. I just think he's a little bit of a douche. So constantly seeing these headlines every day just makes me go, Ugh. this person definitely posted a picture of a $27 meal that they got uh, at, at 11 o'clock. And then at one o'clock posted their favorite Spotify artists. It's just, it's just talking to say words. With Elon Musk's, with Elon Musk, Twitter is becoming even more of a hostile place. Hey guys, I once saw the Sandy Hook shooting pictures on Twitter hours after they happened. <sighs> a growing body of research reveals that the so-called public spaces, be they physical or virtual, are most often designed by and for the most dominant classes. Uh, and are most often hostile towards women and marginalized people. What little efforts Twitter had made to address those problems, Musk is, under, is undoing in one fell swoop. He's eliminating the platform's safety measures and encouraging increased hostile, hostility amongst users. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Removing restrictions from Twitter is not encouraging hostile engagements. It's saying, this is the United States of America. I'm going to grab my nuts and say whatever the fuck I want. And then some cuck will turn that around. My sentence I just said and go, why, why does it have to be your nuts? Why does it have to be male genitalia? 
Grab your fucking pussy and say it then. I don't give a shit. Say it. You know why? Because we slip closer into this goddamn Chinese social credit score every time we go, you shouldn't make a joke like that on Twitter. Somebody could be offended. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My intention is not to offend people. It's to, it's to make people laugh or to get a point across. If your intention is to, is to fuck with people, that's your problem and that's sad. All right? Why can't we just be, why can't we just say to that person, fuck you? You know why? Because everybody will take that little bit of, of validity to a stereotype or something that, that comes out that somebody says about their own insecurity and it just kills them. People can't embrace their own flaws, which is why we are adults on a, on a platform created for and by adults going, that's not appropriate, Jeremy. You, you, no, Jeremy, absolutely not. Go sit out in the hall until I'm ready to talk to you. In fact, you can, you can go up to the dean's office right now. Guys, we're grown-ups. What the fuck are we talking about here? <sighs> On our show Friday, MSNBC host Alex Wagner explained that Musk fired the curation team tasked in part with fighting disinformation. Uh, the human rights team, which led, which helped officers... I'm sorry, guys. I took a picture of this on my screen, and it the, you know what happens when you take a picture of your com computer screen? It fucks it every, everything up, and I can't read now. I can't even speak. I, I'm so worked up about Elon, who is my king, that I can't speak right now. We'll try again. On her show Friday, MSNBC host Alex Wagner explained that Musk fired the curation team, tasked in part with fighting disinformation. The human rights team, which helped offer protections to journalists and human rights advocates, the ethical artificial intelligence team, which fought algorithm bias, and half of the security team, which, prote which protected user privacy. The loss of those people on the security team could make human rights advocates even more vulnerable. Twitter has seen a huge rise in misinformation and hate speech against minorities since Musk's takeover which proves the point that the when left unregulated, public spaces privilege the dominant. What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? What does that mean to you as a listener right now in your house, at your job, whatever you're doing? When somebody says, oftentimes when we don't monitor folks, um, the, the, the cucks, the liberal cucks, who care about black people and Mexicans and Asians, they can't handle it. How is that not offensive to those people? How is it not offensive to say that, hey guys, if we get a white dude in here, he's probably just going to be smarter and more dominant and take over the space. How is that not offensive or what you're saying? Why can't this just be uh, uh, real life? Why does this have to be Everything is a South Park episode. In my safe space, my safe space, insult safe windows, troll safe doors. Like it's one of the best episodes. Uh, poor Butters, who's one of my favorite uh, characters on that show. He has to, he gets assigned by PC Principal. That's literally his name. If you haven't watched South Park lately, dude, they're crushing it on the later seasons. They've never had a bad season, but the latest ones are so... Uh, so apropos, I guess you could say. And it really, that episode is about um, 
Twitter and everything gets to a point, and it gets to a point in South Park where they, everybody has to have a safe space. And so they don't allow anyone to uh, say mean things on Twitter. And if they do, they have butters edit out any mean comments so that everyone else can just read through their timeline and only see the positive thing. How is that not what's happening? And how, if you want to be a part of that and you agree with them saying that, yes, we need, we need to, uh, to, to stop the, the, the white men from getting in there and saying mean things, how do you not view that as people just trying to control your own speech? Seriously, that's what it is. And they're putting it under the guise of, well, you don't want to be a racist, do you? You're not on the racist team, are you? No, I just like to make a joke every once in a while. I like to talk, I like to, you know, say, uh, uh, fucking uh, Katy Perry has great tits or, or, or fucking AOC. She's got a great body, but that's, that's seen as me assaulting that person now. No, I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking out loud. I didn't touch anybody. I didn't, I didn't go up and honk Katy Perry's tits. I don't know why those two came to mind immediately. I think I should have used the AT&T girl as as an example that's okay maybe that's a little bit of harassment and i could see that that's a problem but when we start uh we start monitoring everybody for the benefit of one person it's like who is that ultimately helping it's just shutting down your ability to say what you want i swear to god we've talked about the at&t girl in the past three episodes including the one we we did last night i might be a little too into her i'm sorry uh, I, I respect the AT&T girl. I don't want my Twitter taken away. I will remove any any and all instances where I talked about her big milkies. Uh, yeah, I got too worked up there, I guess. I don't know. I just don't. That's just my opinion, man. Um, if you have another opinion on that and you want to talk to me about it, go ahead. You know, I really, it doesn't have to be an argument. You know, people get that confused as well. Not everything has to be... Uh, uh, you're mad at the other person type deal. It can all be civil and we can have these conversations. Um, now I got Katy Perry's tits on the brain. God, I got to go. I got to go watch, watch some of those videos again. Seriously. <clears throat> I miss her. It's sad when a, a girl that was like hot because she was 25 and making videos about lesbians, you just wake up one day and now you're almost 30 and she's old. I don't know. Is that offensive? Good Lord. Good Lord. I mean, I will be at Anchor headquarters if they try and pull the Twitter bullshit. They, shout out to Anchor. They were so bad when I started doing this podcast. It was the worst platform. I stopped using it for a while just because it was that hard to upload and edit and uh, record anything. And Anchor, man, they have really, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor FM, I don't even have, they have an option to uh, put on your advertisements. And you can advertise for them and they'll give you like six cents a listener or something like that. Definitely less than that. Holy shit. But uh, it's it's really, it's nice that podcasting is like the last platform where even Apple, who has somewhat of a brand like that, like they want to be a little more PC or Google, um, not not as much so as Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, but they really do allow you to kind of put up whatever you want. I've never had something taken down before. Uh, which is nice. It's a it's a good sign that things will keep going well as far as this medium goes. Um, I can't stop burping now. 
We're going to take a quick break because we're almost at the recording limit here, and then we'll wrap up with the second part of this episode. Thanks for listening. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy bad Such a great song as we get into Christmas here. I'm feeling the festivities. I got Christmas lights up. We started out with a lame Christmas story. And then you get some Grinch. You get my favorite Christmas song uh, leading right into the second half of the episode. What, what was the last story we did? I was, I was defending uh, uh, mean white guys on Twitter or something like that. So let's go. Let's defend the boys for a second, okay? Another one from MSNBC. The Respect for Marriage Act wasn't supposed to be part of the to-do list for Congress uh, this past week. Marriage equality was already the law of the land in every state, and there didn't appear to be any need to pass any new legislation. But in June, things changed when Republican-appointed Supreme Court justices overturned Roe v. Wade. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a concurring opinion in which he said to the high court's Obergefell versus Hodges, ruling on marriages equality and, among others, was demonstrably uh, egregious. What does that say? Demonstrably annuous um, and should be reconsidered. It was part of a series of developments in GOP politics that suggested growing opposition to the same-sex marriage, despite the apparent end to the dispute in 2015. Democrats, led by uh, by Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, pushed the Respect for Marriage Act to codify the status quo for same-sex and interracial couples into federal law. Yesterday, as NBC News reported, they scored a victory. Um, so yeah, the reason I wanted to do this one, I'm so sorry about my awful reading lately. I'm trying to work on it. Got to do some reading exercises like a first grader this week. Um, the reason I I even wanted to bring this up and I think it is appropriate to put it right after, uh, the whole Twitter censoring thing is because it is, it is mind blowing to me that that is still an opinion. I talked to somebody with this opinion the other day. And what they said was so fucking dumb that it makes you go, okay, okay, I, there is a part of me that doesn't want people saying this because it's, it's just so asinine. Um, I asked a dude the other day who's, you know, he's, he says that shit, right. That every homophobic person has to say nowadays where they go, look, I got gay people in my family and I love them. You know, that's family. Uh, but I just still don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. And, you know, I wouldn't want my son to be that way. And you're sitting there going, I can't believe this is still an opinion of people. How are people still giving a fuck about this? I guess really that's my point in, in the grand scheme of these last two stories together is that there are other things to fucking worry about, right? Um, it, it really is. So when this podcast started, I was very much on the left side of things politically uh, as COVID went through, I started seeing, hey, this side is pulling bullshit just as much as the other side. I don't think that I can really choose between two parties anymore. I consider myself neutral. There are things that they do right and there's things that they do wrong, whether we're talking about Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, whoever. 
but this shit makes me go like, ah, oh, dude. I mean, how do you like? There are multiple Congress and uh, congressmen and women and senators on the Republican side of things going. I don't know if I want them queers doing the whole marriage thing no more. It, ju- it you know what? It just irks me the wrong way. The idea of two mustaches touching, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It gives me the willies. I tell you what. That's not what God wants. And it's like, dude, how do you how do you not? That's what they're saying. They're saying it in a way that somebody else wrote it for them so that they can maybe try and make their point not sound as fucking dumb. But that's what they're saying. Uh, it makes me it makes me say this. I've said this a thousand times over. I wouldn't I wouldn't classify myself as a Democrat, but I definitely wouldn't classify myself as a Republican because of things like this. Guys, the Bible has a story where a man uh, is involved in the biggest flood in Earth's history, and then he gets hundreds of different species of animals to cooperate, get on a boat with him, and ride out the flood. How do we, uh, because the only people that are still, I, I respect it if you're, if you're a religious person, that's one of those guys that says, well, you know, I, I understand that Adam and Eve probably didn't uh, meet as the first people in the middle of, of nowhere and eat an apple and that made God piss. I, you know, I get it. It's, it's a metaphor. The whole fucking book is a metaphor. It's just my religion and I like to follow it because there's a lot of good teachings in there. Oh God, thank, good, 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 great. But the problem is half of your buddies still have the same idea that, uh, that God wants to strike down an entire world of people because we're allowing the gays to fuck. Uh, excuse me, just to get married. Why are you wor- more worked up about that? Wouldn't that make you, if you were a hardcore Catholic or Christian that was like, I'm not with the gay marriage shit, doesn't the sex thing piss you off more than the than the marriage thing? They're just trying to have a small ceremony, kit one peck on the lips, and then get a tax break. All right, you should. You think that's bad? You should see the things these dudes are doing in public bathrooms. Gay dudes, maybe, maybe you work on that in 2023. Maybe you don't hook up in bathrooms and in, in public bathrooms. I've seen it too much this year. You might be getting a little comfortable. You got to watch out for Mitch McConnell. He's still out there. And also, you got you got to watch out for Senator uh, uh, fucking balls in his mouth, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas sounds like the most homophobic person ever. Let's see. I have a feeling that he's black. Um, and that's that. <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. Yo, chill the fuck out. I didn't even mean it like that. I just meant because of his name. He's black. Yep. Uh, anyway, maybe maybe we work on on two things this year. This could be one of my tweet that uh, is thought of as as hateful by MSNBC. And maybe maybe Elon Musk would retweet this. Gays, little less public sex this year, okay? Little, just a little bit less, okay? Black guys, let's work on being a little more accepting of the gay guys, all right? Can we both agree on that? Black guys, you don't have to walk into a Macy's bathroom anymore with your son and and hear uh, chorging in the bathroom stall. Uh, and, and gay people, you just don't have to hear Clarence Thomas say that you're an abomination anymore. What do we think about that? 
God, I should be the fucking president. You know why? Because this is the type of shit I would say on national television. And people would go, people, there would be some people who would be offended, but there are people who would go, you know what? He's saying his, he's, he's saying his thing. He's, he's making a point. Uh, yeah, I think that you are a bad person if you don't agree with it, uh, just because it's something that affects you so little. Uh, and it's and by trying to take that away, it's something that affects uh, gay people, lesbian people, bisexual people in a, ma- a massive factor. If you're saying you people are not even uh, you're not even people enough to get married, that's what I think you're saying. And you'll have you'll have uh, modern day Catholics who just aren't that bright, so they still believe in the Bible, saying. No, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with gay people. It's just my religion that they shouldn't get married. You know, I don't think dogs should be able to get married either. I, I don't think that people should have sex with animals. Men were meant to lie with women and women with men. Okay, you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. All right. I've heard that comparison made multiple times too, and you go, "Oh, this is next level ignorance." That I just don't even want to have a conversation with these people. But you have to because you're at work. Um, God, that's a shitty part about work. Having to talk to somebody the whole goddamn time. It's so unfair. Um, and it's so it's so Midwestern American culture to be like, uh, this is awkward if I don't constantly fill the air with my stupid words. But that's how it is. And then it gets into conversations where you realize, oh, this person I've talked to for 30 hours straight doesn't it, it is homophobic. And just made a point about uh, how they're trying to make the frogs gay, so that we're so that that's very a clear indication that we're trying to make people gay. He actually said that. He said, as as homosexuality and gay people are more accepted and more promoted, and things like entertainment and in society in general, it, it influences people to be gay. And I'm like, he goes, "Don't hit me with that. I was born with it, shit." And I'm just like, dude. Dude, I don't know. It sounds like you're repressing something right now. This is what it sounds like to me. Um, but fuck it. I mean, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Right? It's everybody's got their opinion, and I guess at the end of the day, I do think you should be able to go on Twitter and say all that shit, say all of it, because it's gonna make the rest of us go, "Oh, that's a dumbass. This person's an idiot." Most of the world, or at least most of the United States, has accepted these things. You walk down the street. Uh, holding your boyfriend's hand and nobody's even looking at you. Okay. You see somebody that you clearly know is trans and you're just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I have to get to work right now. I'm going to sit here and and let this, even if you are offended by that stuff, which makes you a retard, uh, to be able to sit there and just go, I I don't like this. I got to make a post about this makes you a dumbass. It really does. Um, I don't know. We, we, we've been talking about this for the past 20 minutes, so let's move on. What else do we got here? Here's one from CBS. Um, DoorDash to lay off 1,250 corporate employees, calling it the most difficult change to DoorDash. Miami. DoorDash on Wednesday said it will lay off 1,250 corporate employees after growing its team too quickly during the pandemic making it the latest tech company to cut staff in recent weeks. The cut represents about 6% of DoorDash's staff, according to company spokesperson. 
according to a, a company spokesperson. DoorDash CEO Tony Zhu shared the layoff news in a memento to staff earlier Wednesday, calling it the most difficult change to DoorDash that I've ever had to announce in our almost 10-year history. We knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, they were just straight up offering people money out the wazoo. Um, and then half the time your shit gets there and it's disgusting. Is That's why I don't order DoorDash anymore is because every time I get my food, it's cold or it's upside down or the packaging looks like it's been tampered with. And so I just spent $24 on this Applebee's meal because some drug addict had to drive it to me or bike it over here. And I'm going, I'm messaging the DoorDash app going, look, man, I'm not paying for this. This is bullshit. If this was $5, whatever, but it's disgusting and unedible and cold. Uh, so if you don't give me my money back, I just paid with my card. I'm going to contact my bank and send them a picture of this shit. Great tip. Great tip. Uh, you can get, you, you can scam all these apps that will do returns once a year. You should do that. That'll save you about a hundred bucks a year. Pull one on Uber, Amazon, and DoorDash at least once a year. Um, I'm telling you, they're going to go for it. But a lot of times it's legit. I feel like I just totally ruined my point there by being like, I do lie about that a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, but many times it's that way. And so you're paying a, a decent amount of money to your employees who are actually going out and doing the footwork from door to door, picking up the stuff. Seems awful. There's a, there's a fucking argument about it every time I'm waiting at a Chipotle and the person just walks up in front of the line and grabs their to-go stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's supposed to be a bottle of Coke in here and also the chili verde sauce. And the 16-year-old Chipotle employee is going, we're out. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. And the DoorDash person won't accept that because if they don't get this $5 tip, their son's not getting medication this week. Um, it's, it's pretty sad, the system that has been set up there. But that being said, I know people who have made money off of it. Uh, you can figure it out. You get the right area. God, RJ, cousin RJ, uh, regular guest of the show, used to do it in the hood. And he, he said that he would literally leave his car running so that he could just set his shit down and get the fuck out of there. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Find a hotel or something? I don't know. I guess, I guess the other good side of DoorDash is great that uh, you get to work on your own, right? Instead of having to constantly be under the watch of somebody, whether they got cameras or you got a supervisor that's up your dick hole. I've had both. My last two jobs, I was just being monitored the whole time. I can't stand that. That episode we did last night, part of the reason it got so fucked so quick after, because after I uploaded it, I could tell the guest we had on, my friend, she was like, she you could just tell something was off. Like she was a little bit nervous that that, that hour of us just, talking shit while drinking on zoom was out there. And, uh, she texts me later. <laughs> we removed the episode. So nobody fucking knows who this is. I don't, I don't really think it's that bad that I'm saying this, but she texts me later that her camera in her house that watches her pets was on. And so her boyfriend heard it and then realized, Oh, this doesn't sound like a normal phone conversation. It sounds like she's being interviewed by somebody or that maybe somebody else is there, that type of conversation. And uh, she denied it at first, which is an insane move. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. My voice is in your ears. My cock's not in your mouth. 
Um, and then there were, you know, she denied it and then admitted it to her boyfriend that she did a podcast with some dude. And the guy was like something about it being an emotional relationship. I don't know. It doesn't matter because we, we the, the episode was up for 15 minutes and we took it down. So I, I guess I just feel awkward even saying this because she's going to be pissed. But also it's hilarious. Um, like you got to deal with that shit at your job and then you get home and your boyfriend's watching you or your girlfriend, whoever. That would be a deal breaker for me. That'd be a deal breaker for me. If I was like, so you just, you know, I'm home with the pets, but you're still checking in on the camera. This podcast ruins relationships. I swear it's probably caused a divorce at some point. Um, <laughs> some guys, some, I just love to picture that. I don't think we have any too many married couples that listen, but I just love to picture the Elon Musk argument coming up. Like they're listening to it on their way somewhere. And the, the wife is like, well, I think that's ridiculous. You know, he makes a lot of good points, but that's fucking, he doesn't understand that it's a problem. And then the guy is like, I don't know. I kind of think you should be able to say what you want. And then, and then she ends up uh, throwing a toaster into his shower. God, I'm not going to say I want that because it involves a marriage ending and a person dying, but it would blow up the show. You would see us on the, on the very front page of MSNBC. Phoenix podcaster with... Uh, slash loser uh causes marriage ending murder to occur in in a local area something like that and um i don't know i was a little bit i was a little bit sad about that i think this podcast should probably be the people who have gone out of their way to ask me to do it instead of me pressuring people who say they kind of want to do it because it just results in things like this where you're just like uh I could see how a normal person, how someone without mental illness would, would hear themselves talking and go, maybe I don't want that out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we were talking about DoorDash. Did, we, did I even finish up my point on there? Yeah, I was basically just saying that's why some people want to do it because they don't want to constantly be monitored while they're working. And that's kind of nice. But at the same time, you got to fucking deal with all the bullshit that comes with trying to get a white person's order correct. Uh, holy fuck, dude. Holy fuck. We, that came up last night just as a joke. Like, what do you think is the worst race? And I was trying to like make it funny and be like, ah, Mexicans. Uh -huh. No, it is white people. Like all you have to do is work in the food industry for a minute and go, I've been over to this person's table three times and they've asked me for, a napkin on the first time, ranch on the second time, and then to see a dessert menu on the third time. Hey, buddy, get your list together. Get don't. Here's the fucking deal, okay? I'm not getting paid enough to, to if I'm door dashing or being a server to sit there and have you go. I don't believe there's enough flavor. What can we do to remedy this? Could you possibly bring over an extra ranch? Dude, okay, I will. But fucking ask for the stuff right when I'm over there. It's the same thing with, I see it all the time when I'm trying to uh, get out of line somewhere and the DoorDash person is arguing with uh, an employee. 
they're like, yeah, they just they just added this. They just wanted they wanted uh, one of the sodas. Can I still get that? Like, is it updating in your system yet? And the person's like, I don't know. I can't really give you a free soda right now. And you're going, dude, you already fucking ordered it. Why are they still allowed to add more? Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a boring episode. I feel like I'm just talking to to talk. Both my parents have COVID. That's crazy. I just I just uh, found that out and knock on the fake wood next to me. One of my favorite podcasters, his parents both died like within a year of each other because of COVID. Now, they both had underlying conditions. Both of my parents are as healthy as a couple of oxen, really. Um, but it is scary to think about. And it's just it's funny how when it affects somebody you love, all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe, the, maybe I am glad they got the vaccine. At the end of the day, an athlete like myself still should have uh, not been forced to take it to work somewhere, uh, not been told after they quit their other job and had fully committed to this new job that they would have to get the COVID vaccine in order to stay working there. I don't think that that should happen, but it makes me a little bit nervous now that my grandma doesn't have it and she was just at Thanksgiving with us with people who apparently do have it. It's complicated shit and it's kind of scary and... um God, I would hate for something bad to happen and then they play this audio. Oh, the family would not be happy about that one. Tell you, tell you what. Uh, but it is, it is pretty terrifying. I kind of had that on my mind this whole episode. Uh, I don't know what to think about this shit anymore because it's like I don't know anybody who's died from it. But at the same time, just like it being somebody so close to you and then somebody you know, it just, you know, you know how... You know how bad it's been for certain people just over throughout the earth. And it's like, man, I want to be done with this shit. I remember at the start of it, three months in or whatever, I heard on a podcast, I think it was Joe Rogan. He had a, like a CDC expert or some sort of virology expert on there. And they were saying, yeah, I think that at most it's going to last two years. Uh, we might be out of this in a matter of months, but I, I'm thinking that it's going to be longer. It's going to be two years. And I just remember my I deflated a little bit because this was in the first few weeks and I still thought COVID was kind of fun because I was working at a shithole hotel where nobody wanted to be anyway. So they all left at once and I got to podcast basically for a living. Uh, I would just get there, do an episode once a week, get paid to play Madden the rest of the time. Uh, that being said, it it was it was fun at first, and then I heard two years, and I go, oh, I don't want to do this for six months. Like I don't want anything to do with this for two years at all. And now here we are, man. We're looking at three. We're looking at three. Also, they both got the vax and the booster, and they somehow still. I don't know how all that works. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough to know. Uh, just really nervous about that. Hopefully they'll be okay. I just got a text from him uh, right before I started talking about that. He said, let's see, what, what a good old Vinny say. We're doing a lot better today. Monday and Tuesday were really rough. The headache was the worst part. Two straight days, the headache would not go away no matter what I took. I guarantee you he didn't, he didn't take any weed. I would have I hooked it up. And people are going, oh, shut the fuck up, dude, about the weed. All right, guys. Guess it, guess it hasn't been scientifically proven to reduce inflammation, which is what causes your head to hurt, a.k.a. a headache. 
I guess that's why it's been medically proven to help with that. I guess. Uh, no, I, I know that that weed is probably not going to cure COVID, <clears throat> um, but it might. I smoked weed through the entire times that I think I had it. I uh, let's see, when was that? Yeah, I I heard somebody on a podcast say once that they thought it felt like a biological weapon, like with it, like the U.S. made it as a weapon in their research center in Wuhan. And then some guy dropped the vial and now we all have bat disease. Can you believe some people thought it was from bats at first? I was fully convinced like a dumbass. Anyway, they said that and I kind of noticed it as I was experiencing it. Like, yo, I've never felt this in my throat before. My throat feels like it's got pop rocks in the back of it right now. Uh, I really hope we don't find that out someday. People would, people will riot, dude. It'll be, it'll be uh, the George Floyd protests all over again. Um, God, fucking the girl that was on last night texted me a, a hilarious joke, and I was going to try and work it in here. I guess we would just talk about the Black Lives Matter protests. So I guess I'm awkwardly going to make this joke. I'm going to force it right now. She said that. BLM actually stands for Be Like Markel. Just going to let that marinate with you for a second. I heard that and it was one of those things that was so funny. I got excited instead of laughing. I was like, I got I to gotta send this to him. I got to say this on the podcast. It's too perfect. Really kind of wish I would have saved. He doesn't listen to the show. So just try and try to block that part out from your memory. Uh, just pretend it didn't happen. And next time he's on the show, I will, I will make that joke. Um, and it'll be, it'll be good fun. It'll be good fun time. Wow. We're rambling here. Should we see if we got one more story to do? I, I guess, uh, we're almost out of time though. Let's see. Ooh, here's, here's a great one. Probably. Florida man who killed a couple and tried to eat a victim's face declared insane, not guilty. In Stewart, Florida, of course. A judge Monday ruled that the accused killer, Austin Howruff, is not guilty by reason of the insane for the 2016 murders uh, that left a couple dead in their home in Florida. Let's, let's, I'm going to skim through the article. I feel like you guys are tired of me reading here. Uh, okay, so he was 19 at the time, found chewing on the face of a of a couple, uh, one of the members of the couple, and just was probably full-on blacked out. Doesn't say there was any drug use. He just has no recollection of doing it and wouldn't stop at the time, even though the cops had their guns pointed. So it says here they actually sent a dog to attack him. Even that dog must have been scared. Can you imagine that dog just being like, dude, I don't fucking... I mean, you guys don't even pay me. I kind of do this as for fun. He's eating that lady's face, dude. I I don't know. Sounds like a great Pixar movie about a team of talking dogs um, that are just like involved with a police force. And it's it's a political commentary on the police state in America, but it's a Pixar movie. So there's like there's like a police dog named Ruff Ruff, and he he like does good and he has a good family and he's like actually a good guy 
but then he gets to work one day and he gets uh they're like go get him go get him and they try to send him after the bath salt guy who's eating somebody's face and he just accidentally drives himself straight into the neck of a black lab he just he just straight up just fucking derek chauvin's a black lab in the neck with his teeth and the rest of the movie is is about um the rest of the dog world being like like republican dogs are like he didn't mean to and that black labrador was proven to have used a counterfeit 20 dollar bill that day and then the left side of it is like uh, it's it's a it's a it's a great tragedy and therefore we should allow targets to be burned to the ground i don't it's just nothing we can really do about this small chihuahua haircut shop that has been burned to to the earth and the rest of us are going this whole thing kind of doesn't seem like a good idea or like a positive thing for our dog world I might be the most insightful, smartest person I know. I don't, I, I, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes. Uh, we're getting to the end here, almost a full hour. We got it done. You know, it's frustrating to have to do it again, but also I'll take part of the blame for that. And um, yeah, shout out to everybody who listens to this show. I hope you have a great Christmas season, a great start to your holiday season. Remember, it's about giving, guys. It's about giving. It's not about receiving. So maybe this week you do a little extra work with that mouth on your boyfriend or girlfriend. Just don't let Republican Twitter see it if you're going to be doing it to your boyfriend and you're a dude. No mustache to pube contact will be will be happening on Elon Musk's Twitter. That's what I've always said. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll try to get uh, some updates on the whole social media and YouTube page. We're going to get, get you some updates in the next episode, but thank you for listening to this one. And I hope you have a good fucking day, man.